I've almost never been a part of a gathering that, that has this particular purpose, to see all of these different diverse parts come together in this way in, in order to build each other up. Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. Way back in the 1980s, I remember that there was a Saturday morning cartoon that I was really into called Voltron. And Voltron was an animated uh, series of cartoons about a group of five space explorers who all were pretty cool on their own. They all had their own individual stories and they would go out and do things. But the thing that was interesting about every episode is they would always hit some giant challenge that they could not face alone. And when that happened, they would come together to form this giant, unbeatable space robot called Voltron. And in those moments, kind of at the, the peak of every one of these episodes, you would see that each of their gifts just couldn't surmount whatever the challenge was. They had to work together. Not only did they have to work together, but they had to form one single body in order to defeat whatever challenge they were about to face. And I remember just the thrill of seeing kind of what that was like. And I think they, they're tapping in to a basic, real design of the way that God has made us as human beings. And that is, we all have gifts. We're all kind of cool on our own. We all have, of course, the image of God inside of us. But there's something totally unique that happens when we come together, and not just come together to form a group, but come together to form one body. And that's what this show is tapping into. And what we want to talk about in this video is, what is the goal of gathering? Why should you do it? What's the main purpose? And the highest level way to say that is to form one body. And I want to talk through some of the verses in the New Testament that really point to this really being um, what we're doing when we're gathering together. So I'm going to read these verses. Uh, some of these are going to come up in, in future videos as well as we, we sort of tease out uh, more and more of how to do this. But I also want to just take a minute and talk about the big picture why to do this. What is the goal of this? It's not the biggest why, of course. You can keep asking why and go up to you know, what we're doing for the kingdom and for the glory of God. But why are we gathering? Why, why should we get this particular gathering is important? And it's really about forming that one body. So the first verse is 1 Corinthians 14, 26. And Paul is really summarizing um, what it means to gather when he says, Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. And I want to emphasize that last, that last sentence. Everything that is done must strengthen all of you. And so what Paul is trying to do is figure out how to make that happen. 
We also read about this in, in Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. So what's the point of not forsaking the gathering of ourselves together? Because we are here to encourage one another, because it's our job to consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I think this is very aligned with what Paul said in the earlier passage. We're doing this because we need to strengthen all of us. It's about encouraging the body. And the final uh, passage is in Ephesians 4. It says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Um, Again, this is very aligned with what we're seeing here. The reason we're gathering is because we need to grow up more and more into this body, into the, the body of Christ. If you think about when somebody actually is looking for Jesus on the earth today, a lot of times people have said, that if you know a non-believer, you may be the only Jesus that that person ever really sees. But in the New Testament, when it really tries to describe where Jesus is, how someone's going to encounter Jesus, it doesn't say necessarily that I personally am the body of Christ. It says that when the body gathers, it's the body of Christ. And so really, I only can represent a small part of what the body is or who Jesus is to the non-believers that I see or to the other believers that I see. But it's when the body gathers that something really powerful and unique happens. And so the purpose of gathering is to form the body. It's to construct the body of Christ. He's the head. We're the different parts of the body. We're the hands and the feet. We're the ligaments. We're all these different parts that come together. And the way that, and what we're doing is we're building each other up in in love. And so if we were just to describe what is the goal of getting together, why do we gather, what is the point of this rhythm, I would say it's the goal is to bring all the diverse gifts of the body together under the headship of Christ to build one another up. So we're bringing all the diverse gifts of the body together under the headship of Christ to build one another up. And it's really important to understand that the encouraging of one another, the strengthening of one another, that's what the New Testament constantly talks about when it talks about this rhythm. There are other rhythms or other things, of course, that we want to do. We want to be doing times of worship, of evangelism. There's lots of things that we need to do as a body. But it's really important to understand that there is, a, there is an experience where this is the central thing to build one another up, to strengthen each other, to experience that oneness and to see the different gifts of the body ministering to, to each other so that this body becomes, uh, like Paul says in Ephesians, healthy and growing and full of love. The world needs to see Jesus and the way the world is going to see Jesus is when the body begins to come together. And so this is so exciting. I get really pumped about this. And I think, I think that one of the things that I had to realize that was challenging for me when I began to first understand this theology is that I don't know if I've ever seen that, or maybe I've only seen glimpses of it, because I've almost never been a part of a gathering that, that has this particular purpose, to see all of these different diverse parts come together in this way in, in order to build, build each other up. Oftentimes, we'll be a part of maybe a gathering like a small group where there's a Bible study component. So really, it's there to release a single gift or these two gifts. But never have I been a part of a, of a gathering that looks around at all, let's say, 8, 10, 15 people, understanding the different diverse gifts that are in that room, and then designed a time in which all those gifts can be activated at the same time. All those gifts can be active in the same gathering. 
Uh, and, and there's reasons for that, and we're going to go into more detail about how to steward that kind of environment, but that's really rare. And so you may have never even seen this, but I hope you're hungry for it and excited for it because this is, this is what the world needs to see, and this is what's going to build you up, me up, our families up. Our families need the body. We need to experience all those diverse gifts, and we need to be in that, in that arena where that is happening and being cultivated. Now, what, what are the challenges, or why is this particularly difficult when you try to come together and form that one body? Well, the first one, and this is a huge one, is that we all are, modern Christians have what I just call learned passivity, right? We have all spent countless hours uh, in an environment that was designed to release just one or two gifts. And our job in that environment was to be passive, was to not activate our own gift, not to activate or see activated the gift of the people sitting to our left or our right. It was to, to really experience a particular one, two, or three gifts in the context of uh, typically a worship service. And so we have had that experience where those professionals have spent years training to use their gifts and then have spent hours and hours that week to make sure that we have the best experience of their gift. And then we gather around those particularly sort of professional uh, Christians who have that training and who have that time to receive the ministry. And sometimes those have been, I'm sure for you and for me, really great experiences. It's awesome to experience somebody's incredibly well-honed gift of teaching or gift of leading or gift of worship leading. But that is not the same thing we're talking about. And the problem with having had so many hours logged into those kinds of gatherings and so few hours logged in to an environment in which all the gifts are being activated is that most people, unless they, they are those teachers or worship leaders who have been released, are going to have this problem of learned passivity. Their expectation when they first come to your gathering is that they're going to sit there and receive and be silent. And that is a huge problem. And so we're going to talk about different ways to try to sort of jumpstart people's expectation and their ability to engage in a gathering. But that's going to be one of the things that we're going to try to overcome and that we need to keep in mind that is very different uh, from what we're talking about. The second thing, and even takes the learned passivity to the next level, is, is a spirit of consumerism. And that is to not only not expect to give anything, but to expect to get something really significant out of this experience. Um, that, is a, that is really next level expectation that's very destructive to the kind of gathering we're talking about. Because what we're talking about is the person has to be leaning in to what the Holy Spirit is telling them to do at this, in this environment. And man, if you get 10 or 15 people together and 12, 13 of those 15 people are expecting to be totally passive and then on top of that are sitting back waiting to get the most out of it they can as they're being passive, that is going to be the death knell to the gathering of the body. You cannot survive having gatherings like that week after week, month after month, because that is not what we're talking about. Um, and of course, if that's the expectation, then the structure of just going to an event where you're only receiving from one or two gifts does make sense. But this is going to be a challenge. We're going to have to overcome it. We can overcome it. But it really starts with you getting excited about what we're really trying to do. That's different here. And then I would say a third one is just a challenge that we're going to have to overcome is the discomfort with the ways of the Holy Spirit. We're going to, people have a particular way of understanding how different 
different events work. We all know that when we go to a classroom, for example, we get to sit in rows, there's a teacher up front, and we kind of understand the, the, the environment. We get that arena. We know what our job is. If it's a college class, we're going to be taking notes, maybe asking a few questions. You know, we know what it's like to be in a, maybe a small group where you know, we're there to have maybe a Bible study time or even kind of share what's going on in our lives. Um, but we don't really know what it's like to ask the Holy Spirit to come and then try to be obedient to what he's saying to do. That is really unique. And so for a lot of people, that's unusual. And what we're trying to do as we listen to what the Holy Spirit's naturally doing in the course of a gathering is we, we have to become familiar with his ways, his ways of, of teaching, his ways of leading, his way of inciting and empowering people and the different diverse things that could happen when you open the door to allowing the Holy Spirit to move. Uh, so those are some things that, that are just going to be shifting. So what does it take for us to begin to think this way, number one, we have to unlearn these past patterns. There has to be an understanding that this is going to be a challenging transition. Number two, we have to have a heart of obedience to the Holy Spirit, and that takes courage for a lot of people that have never really had this experience. Number three, we need to learn how to use our own gifts. And number four, we need to be kind of like a conductor of an orchestra. And if you're facilitating a gathering like this, this is one of the best analogies that I've seen. If you understand the way that what happens when a conductor gets in front of an orchestra, you have different people who have really spent their time honing their gifts, but every person has an instrument and every person knows how to play it and every person is excited to do that. And when they, they do, and they do it in a way that really is in line with the, the sheet of music that's in front of them, it creates this beautiful sound, this incredible harmony. And we, we pay money and we show up at events just to listen to the beauty of those intermingling uh, sounds and how they're created. But in front of that, uh, you see a conductor who's like saying, okay, it's time for you to do something. It's time for you to do something. And so the Holy Spirit is responsible for writing the music and we don't know what he wants to do. We're responsible for bringing our gifts to the table. And I would say that in the early stages, you're gonna find yourself a little bit like a conductor. Um, I think that when the body is fully active, oftentimes the Holy Spirit can also do all the conducting. But sometimes when people are sitting there and they don't want to use their instrument and they're intimidated, they need somebody just to encourage them and say, okay, yeah, you can do that. I've, I've seen your gift. I've seen what happens when it's active. This is the time for you to engage. Um, and so that can be a really beautiful thing that you can, you can give to people. So as we're talking about, okay, what the purpose of the body is, is for us to gather so that there is an experience of us being encouraged or an experience of us being built up. Um, this is, again, a different kind of a gathering. So we're really, in these first uh, few videos, trying to help you guys understand how to think about this gathering and, and where to sort of put it in, in its right place. And for a lot of us, we don't have a bucket yet for what this is. And so we're trying to construct that bucket for, for many of us. For me, it took many years of like, oh, that's what this is. And studying these verses that we, we were just uh, reading earlier, trying to understand what the goal of this, this gathering is, constantly trying to fit all of my other experiences into this bucket and discovering they didn't fit. And in fact, oftentimes they, they really caused people to be confused, including myself, and just caused things not to occur the way that they really are designed to occur when the body gathers. And so we want to take you, give you guys some time. Um, first of all, just please be patient with yourself through this process. Um, but what are some things that you might need to unlearn? How do you feel about uh, this, this goal that we've described as, as the primary goal to bring all the diverse gifts of the body together under the headship of Christ to build one another up? Are you excited and are you, are you feeling called to begin to initiate that kind of experience within your household and then for others? 
Um, and then are there things that you need to go into your own faith, the past, uh, to really become uh, under, to really begin to understand fully the purpose of this gathering? Um, and so many of us are just we're our nutrients. We have we have nutrients that are really lacking because we've we've received so much uh, so much from certain gifts and so little from others. Uh, and so I really hope that. Uh, that you guys are excited to to dive into this, but be very honest. This is these kinds of uh, conversations. It's really important to spend some time journaling, just to kind of like see what bubbles up. What 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 are the resistances? Where are the things that that you're excited about, and what are the things that that feel intimidating? So please uh, take some time, um, just begin to write those things out, and and allow us to speak into those things as we're spending time together during the coaching. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pool to maybe go down this path in community, we'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.